0: Welcome Faith Family, we're doing our weekly panel today and Kyle uh, had another great sermon from uh, Ecclesiastes Chapter 11, just the first six verses. Uh, We've gotten the full spectrum here in this series where he'll take large chunks of passages, boil it down for us and today was back to more of uh, picking apart uh, the nuggets of wisdom from uh, a few short verses. So we'll go ahead and start out with uh, each of you, uh, what was just the biggest blessing or your biggest takeaway that you got from the sermon? Daniel?
1: yeah so I, I think for me it was just just the recognition of uh, a, a slightly obscure text <laughs> in Ecclesiastes um, but but just to, just to the slowdown of really thinking through it. I mean obviously we do this with with the preaching and teaching every Sunday, uh, but even in my own Bible reading just I was just hit with that like I mean if I if I really would just slow down and, and more uh, focus and meditate on the Word of God. I would just get, I would, I would, I know this. We know this. We get so much more out of it. Uh, verse three being the, the passage that that's what uh, brought conversion, the Spirit brought conversion through R.C. Sproul's life. Um, so I, I was really, I was blessed by that. It was just encouraging to me. Uh, it is absolutely worth it just to, just to study the Word.
2: Mm, amen. Mike? And that, you know, I think one of the points he made right at the very beginning. That I'm really prone to is he, he told us this is going to point to Christ this is not about moralism and I can very I, you know I just have to remind myself every time I open up the book of Ecclesiastes uh, this is not just Solomon this is the word of God like mm-hmm. we, we started off saying and then um, so that's important number one and number two it's not just for me to be a better person this is somehow uh going to be pointing to Christ mm. and to hear uh, Kyle today bring it to Christ in a great way, yeah. in a way that I needed to hear. Yeah,
0: it's a wonderful model for the way we, and he, he also alluded to the fact that um, that there's, in just about any passage, there's more than one way to get to Christ, yeah. and so mm-hmm. he doesn't want to just b- uh, be pigeonholed in one format, but then he just modeled a, a great way to do it. It was just a comfort to me personally, um, as I'm, uh, Approaching a transition in my life, leaving active duty Army here in the next few months, and just thinking about what's next, and, and uh, it, it gave me encouragement that, like, that uh, God's been with me through uh, decisions I've made in the past, and He's brought good uh, uh, for His kingdom and for me through that, that I can have confidence that even though there's a, still a lot of uncertainties at the, this point, I can step out there in faith. But it also just gave gave me the confidence that the, as long as my goal is the glory of God uh, through the gospel and, and my number one focus is how I can uh, leverage this life for, for kingdom work through the gospel... Lord's going to take care of me. And any uncertainties out there, he's got them all planned and prepared. So it was just a real personal comfort uh, to me. Mm-hmm. So well, starting out, he, I love how Kyle, uh, and we, I've teased him enough about how charts are his love language mm-hmm. that now he refers to it himself. But he likes to just graphically show for us, listen, great men of God have it, had different interpretations about certain passages, and that's okay. And just laying it out there, nothing to hide. So there, there, uh, he mentioned that there were two main interpretations of this passage. Either it's about philanthropy, giving to the poor,
1: or about investing. Daniel, which is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, Kyle told us which one. Um, so the verse, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. And then verse 2 says, give a portion to seven or even eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on earth. Um, so I... I, I could see movement toward both easily, but the, the principle is one of, it's one of giving. Mm-hmm. Like as a Christian, you, if you are philanthropic, you give. If you are investing, that is investing in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't yeah. matter. You're giving. That's, yeah. good. that's good the point. principle. Yeah. And that's, uh, that, that for me is, that's where I land on it. Um, I, Even even the examples that were brought up in the sermon, you know, like if this was just a finance class, Mm -hmm. then we would have discussed. All right, here's your mutual funds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. And uh, and slow
0: wealth is better, that Solomon says in Proverbs. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. So instead, it was no. This is kingdom building wealth with with money, the money that God has entrusted to us. So,
2: you take a, a one or the other there, Mike, or I'm gonna I'll be honest with you when I. I went completely blank on that verse. Oh, right. And as, as I'm, was he's, I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I have a pastor that explained that to me today. Exactly. And he gave me two different options to look at. And I'm going to, you know, without being a, <laughs> I'm going to go with what, what sure. you said. I, I think that yeah. is a, a really good way to look at It doesn't matter where I'm inclined to. It's kingdom growth and it's yeah. cre- kingdom investing. And as we talked about, that's where my, my as Christ said, that's yeah. where my heart will be. Exactly. Um, so.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think Kyle's right that it is more of a an investment as like the practical application aspect to it. But when you broaden that out to eternal investing, yeah, philanthropy, giving of our material needs to either those in need or to the min, work of the ministry. That's a form of eternal investing. Right. Mm-hmm. And really, the our our temporal investing should enable us to to be constantly doing eternal investing throughout our lives and in toward the end of our life and uh, into eternity. Um, So it's kind of all the above. I do think it's more of an investment, but that that includes philanthropy uh, as part of it. So that's how I split the baby on that one, to (laughs) to, to, to use a uh, phrase from Solomon. All right, Kyle's first point was uh, urging us to take risks. What are some ways that we can take risks, not recklessly, but for the glory of God? Mike?
2: Well, how did that point land on you? However, you want to answer that. Um, So, Kyle says it's brought this up when he talked about it's criminal, it's wrong to live cautiously Hmm. in the Christian faith, and he said, "Take a gospel-motivated risk and expect it to pay off." I take a lot of risk in my life, but you know, I have to seriously examine how many gospel risks Hmm. do I take. So, once again, as a as sermons tend to do here, I'm convicted of oh Mike, you'll take this risk and you'll take this risk but what about a gospel risk? Mm. one that ultimately just makes me feel uncomfortable more than anything. And then when he talked about Jesus parables two-thirds of the parables are, are, are dealing with finances money, that type of thing. Uh, it just I, I, I guess what it, what it was focuses, focusing me on is, what type of gospel risk am I taking? And i am be honest with you. I don't know if I took very many this week at all. And that's what's criminal to me. And so I want to be the guy that's, that's, that takes those risks because look what the payoff is. Hmm. It's not on me to make, it, uh, to make the payoff happen, is it? That's God's work the Holy Spirit's work. Uh, so I, I want to be that guy.
1: Yeah, one of the things, it was a later point uh, that stewardship is, is worship, so um, I, it's a helpful, I, I've heard other pastors, just friends, mentors, peers of mine say things to this, to this effect, like the amount of money that we give to, to the work of the church, to missions, like it, it should hurt, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like, like I, 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 should, I should feel that, it shouldn't feel like, a, oh, I'm glad I have this excess money. But, but, man, is this, uh, is this hurting? Um, not, not in the sense never going to debt or anything like that. Yeah, don't, don't hear me wrong. But um, that, that's, a, that's a risk. I, mm-hmm. I think we can confuse, like, oh, I'm going to take a gospel risk for other people need to see me be risky. Other people need, in order for it to be a risk. Well, no, like I can just, in my personal life, I can spend more time that I want to in prayer, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that is a risky endeavor. Like I, I, we, we don't often think of it that way, but even just the normal spiritual disciplines, like those are, those are risks. Uh, Biblically speaking, like it, it's obvious. I mean, in the old Testament, Daniel got what, what he got locked up because he just prayed like -hmm. that was it. And, and so uh, I ask myself, am I doing those things, and how do I do this just increasingly faithfully? And then, and then also, it is the outward, mm-hmm. sharing the gospel, um, looking for those opportunities, and and looking at them. I, I think what was helpful about the way that Ecclesiastes words words this is, it's uh, it's good to look at it as as something that's exciting, something that's thrilling. It, it is an adventure. It's not it's not a man. I screwed up this potential gospel presentation, and now I'm failure mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's no i am going to fail but but like if i share the gospel 10 times this week um and i do it again 10 times next week like mm-hmm. it's going to land somewhere mm-hmm. like and, and we should expect it to yeah. we should expect it to yeah
0: no uh, i like how you're uh alluding to how it's just ordinary some of it is just ordinary risks like the uh you mentioned the the, the basic disciplines of the Christian life, or just ordinary faithfulness, is risky. Just that week in, week out, making sure to prioritize the local church. Uh, if God gives us teaching opportunities, the investment in our lessons, uh, our personal walk with the Lord, and studying the Word for ourselves, and spending time in prayer, laboring for the kingdom, if if god doesn't exist and christ is not risen that's a huge waste of time and uh what we give to the to the work of the ministry is a a huge way uh waste uh, from that perspective but no we, we know that the risk is worth it uh that uh that god is who he says he is and that our our efforts are not in vain and so we can take that that continual risk of devoting our time and effort and then always just trying to look at everything in this life whether it's our careers whether it's our human relationships, our neighbors as opportunities uh, for the gospel. Well, his, uh, Kyle's second point was to prepare. He said, take risks, but also prepare for disaster. Uh, is the is the application that we should probably invest in insurance or savings? <laughs> or I mean, obviously that's a practical application yes, that right, is legitimate, sure. especially if you take it from an investing standpoint. But what are some ways that we prepare for disaster just in our Christian lives? Daniel?
1: Hmm. Yeah, so... so dividing dividing the risk Mm. i I think it is it it would be just so unwise to just pour out all all of our time and and energy on uh what what we should be called to what what kyle called us to today like spiritual uh being a spiritual entrepreneur Mm. but but if we were to put every ounce of effort and energy into that and then and then it falls flat like it's oh man i mean that can that can be that can be devastating. You can recover from it, but it can be it can be devastating, um, and that's where there there is wisdom in going to what se- seven or even to eight, right? The the exclamation point of like, hey, look look at all that is happening around you. There are many ways, just on a like, how am I, how am I dividing my time? Mm-hmm. How am I dividing the risk on a on a weekly basis to visit somebody in need? Mm-hmm. Um, how how am I like dividing the risk in the sense of like what am, I, what am I doing with, with my summer vacation? Am I willing to give up that for uh, a missions trip? Um, but, but I'm not going to spend the, the entire time from now until whenever that mission trip mm-hmm. is. Like, my destin- I'm going on this mission trip. Because guess what? Like uh, we, we live in a, in a world where there's been a pandemic that shuts flights down. <laughs> like, you, you're, we're just bound to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. It's a good goal. It's a risky goal. To go on that trip, but the Lord might have other plans. Yeah. So uh, I, if, if, that makes, if that makes sense yes yeah. Mike I, I, and this
2: may be a wrong way to look at it and then please tell me if it is, but I, I kind of looked at it at the temporal as well as the spiritual, so that I could look at mm. the uh, there is uh, a way that I need to practically invest monies or insurances or things like that. But ultimately, you know, he said in there that stewardship is worship. And uh, am I focus, am I investing in eternity, so to speak? Uh, am I uh, placing the same amount of energy that I look at my portfolio as I do at my lesson? Mm-hmm. Or, or I don't have a portfolio, but if <laughs> I did. Um, so maybe I'm, I'm looking at that a little sure. off. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but that's kind of the way I'm.
0: Yeah, it. I mean, I think I think that yeah. There's there's obviously the, the the practical application of diversified portfolio. Don't have just stock in one company. Don't just have your nest egg be one particular property because its value could go up and down. Uh, that kind of thing. But I think uh, one of the, some of the spiritual uh, applications for that. Are uh, just have balance. Uh, you, you know, I, I remember uh, a Bible teacher years ago asking if you knew today would be the, your last day on earth, what would you do? And everybody was like, "Oh, I would buy a plane ticket. And I'd go w- witness one last time to this person, and then I would, I would just the rest of the time I'd be like street witnessing." And then I would, and 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 the point that, that he made was like, "No, you actually should fulfill your responsibilities today, mm-hmm. and trust God that you fulfill your responsibilities. That uh, that's what He's called you to do today." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and that, that just goes to show that, that uh, um, again the, that ordinary just fulfilling our obligations, being wise, uh, keeping balance like listen if, if, if uh, you know, like, oh, I just need to be about God all the time, and so I need to spend all night in prayer. I can't, I can't sleep Like, like No, you can't sustain that. God made us to, to, mm-hmm. to need sleep, and as I like to remind Kyle, like, you can glorify God by submitting to your need for sleep and, and do all the work that you can and the planning and the pre- preparation, and then you can rest. This picture of almost death uh, to, to some extent, and just let God work while you're sleeping, um, and, but then also there's, uh, there's just the um, wanting to have, uh, keeping our expectations in check. Yes, we want to plan. We want a, to attempt great things uh, by God, but then realize we live in a fallen world and our expectations are going to be shattered or they're going to be inconvenienced, and we just need to be mentally prepared that things aren't always going to go uh, according to, to plan. Uh, well, a couple of the op- applications that Kyle had for us, he mentioned that the gospel overcomes our fear. We live in an uncertain world, but nothing obviously is uncertain for God and the gospel. How does the gospel overcome our fear of uncertainty? Mike, any ideas? I, you know, I I, was,
2: I had a job, a career that looked at, that always dealt with the um, after effects of those unexpected mm. things. And um, it, it was it's kind of interesting. It's interesting how it's affected me and how I look at things sure. because I am the guy that's very... Easily the one that's going to protect himself from failure that, you know, he talked about. Uh, And if not, you know, if I'm not careful, I I suppose I could find myself in the house all the time not doing anything. I don't don't want to obviously be there. But, But let me tell you what, the gospel should permeate and change every part of us. We talk about it changing our heart. It does. It should change my affections. It, sh- it, sh- it should and it does. But it also change my mindset mm-hmm. about things. Um, my life is not my own. You know how I know that? I get that from the gospel now. Mm-hmm. My life is not my, my own. And, and it is you know, to be poured out if necessary, yeah. if he calls for that. You know, there's comfort in that to me. In, in, instead of being a fearful thing, being afraid of that—that's comfort in me, or to me personally. Maybe I'm a weird guy. Maybe that's, um, um, but the gospel brings me comfort because I know we've talked about this many times, uh, even through this series about looking at death and, and being prepared for for death. Uh, we we are fearful of the process, but we know what eternity holds for those that are are true believers. The only reason I know that is from the gospel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fact that my Christ, my Lord, overcame death, I get that from the gospel. So the gospel is, this is all about the gospel. My fears, my anxiety, the bad things that I think that could happen, the gospel trumps those things. Because my Christ, my Lord, my Savior has conquered that grave. Has promised me a future, uh, and and so that that should motivate me. And does it always? To be brief, Frank? No, mm-hmm. well, sometimes I can slip right back into that. Exactly,
1: that Daniel. Great.
0: How does the the gospel help us in an uncertain world?
1: Yeah, that was a, a great answer. Excellent. Yeah, I think it was encouraging to me. Um, so I. I think it's, it's just always, it's like what we do every Sunday. We, we preach the gospel, we, we share it with each other in, in songs as a congregation, mm-hmm. and, and uh, because it, it brings us back to uh, the death of Christ, it brings us back to the cross. We're where really like, what, what, what we're saying when we say Jesus died for my sins is that my most heinous sin, my worst of worst failures, has, has already been exposed. Yeah. like Like, I'm already. I'm already on broadcast. <laughs> I can't give a more disturbing thought uh, th- than showing that that Jesus is bloodied and, and dead on a on a cross. God Himself for for us. And so, if I can if I can really meditate on that through various avenues, whether that's Ecclesiastes or just straight up reading the Gospel, mm-hmm. then I can bring my my fears. And, and my fear is failure that I, that I legitimately feel um, I can bring those to bear and see that that they're just overwhelmed by by the grace of the of the mm. cross and so so the gospel absolutely I think it's the only thing that can really get us out mm. of just living uh, uh, paralyzed uh, by by fear and, and not being able to step out into the into the unknown
0: yeah no i, I as we were talking, I was just thinking of how uh you know, we live in uncertainty, but God, in the gospel, Christ has recu- rescued us from one certain fate to give us another certain fate. The certain fate we had before is that all who are uh, in, in the flesh were naturally enemies of God. We've all fallen short of God's sta- moral standard. And so we, our fate is certain, though, so we deserve punishment for all eternity. Yes. But if we have uh, heard the gospel, we've trusted Christ, and we are, we've returned from our sins, and we are relying on His work on the cross alone... As, uh, it's, as it says in Colossians, it's like we've been translated from one kingdom to another. Now our mm-hmm. destiny is certain yes. fellowship, uh, eternity with God forever. Mm-hmm. And in this t- time of uncertainty, we just we can, we can uh, uh, pay it forward to that certain future uh, during this time of uncertainty by how we respond uh, to the uncertainty. And the gospel gives us that hope. Like it says, uh, that one passage, like, listen, God has given you all things in Christ. Will he not freely... Uh, if he, if he if spared not his own son, will he not freely give you all things? And we can trust that, that, that because God has met our greatest needs in Christ, he will meet our ordinary needs and that he has a sovereign plan bef- behind our disappointments and the uncertainties uh, of this life. So nothing is, uh, is uncertain for God. And Kyle, uh, his last application was about the sovereignty of God. Daniel, how does the sovereignty of God uh, comfort us in an uncertain world?
1: Yeah and that was uh just a just such a, a helpful a helpful point um because we do uh like we we had a uh the valley of vision prayer reading and it's yeah. just very like very clear we have fallen short of the glory of God even as believers we struggle with sin mm. and but knowing that God God is sovereign he is in control of of our destiny eternally and that's uh that there, there's just such a set hope. It is not. It's not up to me because if it's up to me, like it doesn't work. No. Like I, I'm, I will go to hell if 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 it's up to me, um, and and so it is. It is incredibly motivating because with, with when it comes to to risk taking, I mean, there's just there's not anything we can do as believers mm-hmm. um, that's with, with the with, with the encouragement of. Uh, the body of Christ with wisdom from the, from the Spirit through the Word, there, there's not anything that we can do that's going to separate us from that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, w- I was thinking about it, just, just even when we are talking here, I mean, this might be, like, a, a sermon that maybe for some people at Faith Family, maybe it's their last, one of the last sermons they hear at Faith Family, because they're like, I need to go to the mission field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I, I am effectively putting all of my eggs in this one basket. I'm going to the mission field Still dividing the risk in the sense that, like, I'm not going to do that without the loving support of uh, the, the people of God. But, but this might be a, a game changer for some people. Yeah.
0: Mike, how is the sovereignty of God a, a comfort to us in an uncertain world?
2: Yeah. It, it, I still am marveled at what that truly that, that phrase means or that the understanding of his sovereignty. So nothing happens. Yeah. To me, or to my family, without um, God knowing and allowing, in some cases, the. Uh, and so, that, that, there, there's so much just into that. But, you know, I was thinking, the, uh, when I share the gospel with someone, I go back and I'm like, eh, ah, I wish I'd have said this, and I didn't do this. that well. And mm-hmm. I, do you know the gospel doesn't fail?
1: Mm-hmm. Right
2: it does I'm, I may have in my mind butchered it, but there is a promise through God's sovereignty mm-hmm. that that message will not fail that person I don't know yeah. if they'll come to, to repent or to repentance and salvation. I don't know that but I know that it will not fail yeah. Yes so in my little mind, I hold on to those little things like that because that gives me the snapshot of what god's true sovereignty is i can uh, not do the things the right way and yet his his plan his, um, his, his it just it's not going to fail mm-hmm. anything Man. yeah god's sovereignty
0: uh, what is it spurgeon said the best pillow is god's sovereignty mm-hmm. if we let it be uh, the best pillow um uh, so uh Faith family, we hope this has been a blessing to you. We hope that you trust the sovereignty of God in an uncertain world, whether it's the uncertainties you're dealing with now or the uncertainties that you will face in the week uh, ahead. Uh, We love you and we're praying for you and uh, trust the Lord's sovereignty over your life. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church.